Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. How many of y'all love that music? Like it wakes you up, you're ready to go. Yes, okay. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I know when it gets rainy, everybody gets kind of sleepy and you kind of like you're looking for your Sunday afternoon nap, amen? Like, so we, we wanted to pump you up with a little bit of rock and roll. Um, but it's good to have you guys today. And uh, man, as, as Matt said a few moments ago, we're super excited about our water baptism family not, uh, uh, afternoon that we're going to be having. And it's just going to be a, a huge, huge day for us as we celebrate those that are taking their next step. I want to get right into our teaching today, and if uh, you've got your Bibles, want to grab them and go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55 is where we're going to be at to start off, and we've been in this series um, that we've entitled Uncharted, and really, basically, what we've been doing is talking about the uncharted love of God, and I... I as we've gone through these, these weeks, one of the things that I've seen and, I, and really have heard from so many of you and we've talked about different things is that really it's touched a nerve in a lot of our, our lives. And, and um, um, so I know one thing that all of us have one, at one time or another in our life have scratched our head and said, God, I have no idea what you are doing. All of us at one time or, or another have said, God, where are you? And we've, we've really kind of pushed in a little bit deeper and talked about something that a lot of us are not comfortable talking about in church. And that is that a lot of us, when we walk through those uncharted seasons of our life, our hearts are full of doubts and questions. And what I have just, man, it's been so incredible as we've looked at God's word and seen how God works in our life is that what's so incredible and incredibly freeing to me is to know that God's okay with my doubts, that God's okay with me having questions, that God has not called us to, to act like, man, well, I don't understand this, but I'm okay. And, you know, my fridge, you know, it, it, just kind of being plastic and when, when I'm talking about things that happen in our life I'm, that, that just kind of kick us in the gut, I'm not talking about your refrigerator broke down or your cars and you've got a flat tire. I'm talking about those issues in life that, man, you have no idea why they're going on and why you are walking through those seasons. And so in this, this series, man, we've just kind of been unpacking it. And, you know, we do a lot of series for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes we do series because we feel like, man, this is it's really going to edify you or strengthen you. And, and for me, this series that we've done, it's, it's really been personal. And, you know, sometimes I just, like, y'all think I'm preaching to y'all, but I'm really preaching to myself. And uh, it's, it's really been personal for me, and, and I hope that it's been something that has really helped you guys. But this scripture in Isaiah 55, it's really where the, the, the heart of this, this series came out of. And... Um, the Bible says, this is the Lord speaking about himself. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. 
isn't it true that like you could just like we could just read that scripture and go home? Some of y'all are like that's a good idea. No, I'm sorry. I, you know we're gonna we're gonna hear the word. Some, <laughs> I know some of y'all are like really come on. I love this church. Some of y'all are getting a little too excited. That's the first time you smiled all day. Uh, but that scripture to me is like it, it is it is mind boggling because so many times I I think that that God is just like me and God thinks just like I do. And what what this the, the word of God tells me is that God's ways are higher than my ways. God thinks differently. God works in ways that I don't understand. This is why God's love and the way God works in our life seems so uncharted. And we walk through these different seasons that, man, it, it just, it's difficult to navigate it. And, and I, I really struggled on how to end this series. And I, I kept coming back. And today I'm just going to tell you it's going to be a little bit different. I'm just going to share some things with you. I normally love to tell you a lot of stories. And we laugh. And, and y'all like it when I make fun of myself and all that kind of stuff. But um, I just want to share some thoughts with you about this as we close this series. And um, I specifically want to talk really about the calling of God and, and, and what, what it requires for you to move through some of these uncharted seasons of your life. And, you know, one of the greatest elements in our life that all of us have to have is this aspect that the Bible talks about that is called faith. And anytime you hear faith, for a lot of us, the, the definition that we have for, for faith is that maybe it's just a statement of beliefs. That you have faith that you believe in God or you have faith that, well, I believe what the Bible says. But do you know faith is much deeper than just a belief system? It is, it is about trust. That faith has everything to do with a trust. And think about this. Isn't it true that a lot of us, when it comes to relationships, we struggle with trust? Like, don't raise your hand, but haven't you been in a relationship at one time or another in your life where you struggled trusting, right? Like, all the parents of teenagers wanted to raise their hand because you're like, yes, it, it is a struggle. I know my parents struggled trusting me. When I, I know y'all can't believe this, but I was a squirrel. <laughs> I did a lot of things in junior high and high school that... I'm not really proud of it. My parents a lot of times struggled trusting me. I know when I wanted to get a driver's license, my dad was like, I don't know about this. Because my dad knew a lot of the stuff. And, and man, the, the, the trust factor was there. And do you know that, that man, you can't have a, rela- a true relationship with somebody if you don't have trust? Trust is, is key to all of our relationships. And do you know that, that trust is key to your relationship with God? It, it's so key that you won't have intimacy with God. You won't have growth with God if you don't trust him. Now, why am I talking about trust when it comes to the uncharted work and love of God in our life? It's because you know what, like I've said throughout this series, is God's going to allow things for you to, you, for you to walk through there are going to be things you're going to walk through in your life that you are going to go, God, you're driving me crazy. I don't know why this is going on. And at that moment, you have a decision to make. Are you going to trust God 
or are you going to try to control this situation? Are you going to trust God enough to say, God, I don't know why this has happened, but God, I trust you. See, if you can't make that decision, if you can't move into that place of, of being able to trust God, what it's going to cause you to do is it's going to cause you to stay in the same place the rest of your life. And you know, one of the things that I've found out a long time ago is that God is a God that is continually challenging and moving us. And a lot of times, these uncharted seasons of our life are things that God allows us to walk through that maybe we were not going to have the answers until we get to heaven. But there are things that God allows us to walk through. Why? To continue to grow us, to continue to develop us. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is so important and it's so essential to any relationship that you have. And it is key to our relationship with God. We have to trust God. And man, haven't we all had, and like I said a few moments ago, this series has been so like deeply personal for me because my life, when I look at my life, it's been so uncharted. It's been so much not what I thought it was going to be. Like one, one, a big, big way that, that this, I remember this happened to me when I was in college. I was a freshman in college. And, and I, I mean, I honestly didn't think I was going to get married. That was funny, but anyways, nobody's. <laughs> My sophomore year, I didn't think I was going to get married because I was like, I couldn't meet any. I mean, I wasn't, no girls like me, I guess I thought, and, and it just wasn't working out. And I remember getting into my junior year, my wife's like, my, my, not my wife, my mom is telling me, don't leave college without a wife. <laughs> That's not pressure, but it's like, she's like, you're going in the ministry, you need a wife. And I'm like, <laughs> like, mom, I haven't even been in the girl's dorm. I've been living at Walmart. It's where I worked. And, and, and I'm just telling you, the way God worked in that situation was so uncharted that it was like he waited till the very last moment to come through. And I could tell you time and time again in my own life that it has been continually about that. And I wish I could stand up here and tell you that your life one day is not going to be about uncharted seasons. But listen to me. As long as you are alive in this world, there are going to be continually moments and seasons of your life that you are not going to understand why it's happening. And you're going to have to trust God enough to move through that season. There's a, a chapter in the Bible in Hebrews 11, as I mentioned, Hebrews eleven six 6, about... It, that it's impossible to, to please God without faith. And I want to kind of dig deeper into this. And if you want to turn there in um, Hebrews 11, and if you don't know, the chapter 11 of Hebrews is really, it's the faith chapter. And basically what the writer does throughout that whole chapter is he's just telling us that the hall of fame of, of faith, these guys and, and women Men and women that had faith in God, their life wasn't perfect, but they, they trusted God. And the Bible says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. 11.1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. 
You know, there are going to be a lot of times and a lot of things that you're going to walk through that you're not going to be able to really see the real reason why it's happened. And it's going to require that you trust God. You think about all the different people that that the writer talks about in Hebrews 11, like people like Noah, that God spoke something into his life and said, hey, I want you to go build a boat. And man, that's crazy for him to go do that. And And he goes through this and he tells about Moses and all these different people. And one of the guys that really stood out to me was Abraham. And he mentions Abraham three times about how he trusted God. And I think about what Abraham went through in his life. And I so think that a lot of you here today are going to relate to his life. Because Abraham, um, there's three different times. But Abraham, just, man, there, there are so many things that are so uncharted in his life. But listen to what it says about Abraham and Verse 8 of chapter 11, it says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though, I want you to notice this. It says, even though he did not know where he was going. Now, think about this. I know some of you ladies are thinking, well, he didn't know where he was going because he's a man. He wouldn't stop and ask for directions. Can I hear an amen from all the ladies in here? He didn't know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. So this is the first moment that you kind of see the reference to him that, that Abraham didn't even know where he was going, but God called him out of his circumstance. And this required a great sense of surrender in his life. And we talked about this last weekend about how that if you're going to follow God in the midst of uncharted seasons, there has to be this level of, God, I surrender my life to you. God, I surrender my will to you. God, I surrender the, the fact that I have all these questions and, and I don't have answers to these questions. God, I surrender this to you. God, I trust you. Great faith requires surrender. You see that in his life, that he surrendered his life to God. He said, God, I trust you enough. I know you're not telling me where we're going and what I'm, what I, what's happening, but he starts in this journey and Listen to this. This is another aspect that I really want you to see in, in faith is that, that so oftentimes where God leads you and God takes you and God calls you, there are going to be things that God's going to speak into your life that are going to seem impossible. And in this, in this passage of Scripture, verse 11, it says, And by faith even Sarah, and Sarah is Abraham's wife, and it says, was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, as he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the skies and countless as the sand on the seashores. So I want to read this because this is another reference that the writer tells us in Hebrews 11 about faith. 
and about their life and what the drama and what, how hard and uncharted their life seems. Listen, Abraham is 100 years old. Sarah's 80. They, they can't have kids. And God whispers a word inside their heart that they're going to have a baby. Listen, she's not going to garage sales looking for cribs. She is like in her 80s, he's, in, he's 100. When she gets this word, when God whispers this word in her, it's so crazy that she laughs out loud. Like I know some of you ladies that have already had kids and you're kind of like, you're done. If you got pregnant right now, you wouldn't laugh, you'd probably cry. Or get really angry. This is what's going on in their life. And it's, it's like, it's just kind of crazy to see how that, that great faith, that, that this trust factor that, you know what, there are going to be moments when God's going to call you to move out and God's going to put a word in your spirit, in your heart. God's going to speak to you about maybe your marriage. God's going to speak to you maybe about starting a business. God's going to speak to you about all these different things, and it's going to be like a whisper. For some of you right now, it, it's, it, you look at your life and what's happened maybe in the past, and you are like, there's no way I could ever have joy in my life again. There's no way that I will ever be happy again in my life. And God whispers this word in your heart and, and, and begins to speak into your life, and it's as crazy as this scripture. Because you don't believe it's ever going to happen. Listen to the third instance that you see this is that where you see the great sacrifice. And this, this one is, and you can read this. I'm not going to read this entire section. But in, in verse 17, it talks to us about where God tested Abraham with his son Isaac. And go read this story. This, this required great sacrifice, great obedience. It required a level of trust that is beyond anything we could imagine where, where God is calling him to do something that he could never imagine himself doing. You know, I, I found this out a long time ago is that God will take you to the edge in your life. That there are going to be seasons in your life where God's going to take you to the edge and you feel like you can't take another step and it's going to require for you to trust him. It's going to require for you to trust him with the word that he's spoken inside of your life when he's called you to move into another season of your life. I think one of the things that I so relate to in, in the life of Abraham, when you look at all the craziness and the fact that they couldn't have kids and the fact that you look back in Genesis chapter 12, if you want to go back to the beginning and really read about this story, the Bible tells us that Abraham's dad was Terah and they Terah had these boys. Abraham had two two brothers. The Bible tells us that Abraham's brother tragically dies. Don't miss this part of the story because this this just tells you, and I know some of you are like, man, this sounds like my life because you're like, there's all kinds of stuff going on in his life. That's so uncharted, so unplanned. His brother tragically dies. And and what happens is that the Bible tells us that this family, 
they made a decision to camp out in the place of Haran, in the place where their, their brother had died, their son had died. Do you know that, that this is something that ju- jumped out to me so much is that, do you know that sometimes pain makes you stop? That there are going to be moments in your life where pain is going to be so, it's going to be so hard that it, it's going to make you stop. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You've, you have gone through stuff maybe five years ago, maybe three years ago, maybe this year, that the pain has been so deep it's caused you to stop living your life. And what Abraham and his dad and his family, what they make this decision to say is, we're just going to camp out here and we're just going to stay here in the place of pain. You, you see our... The writer of Hebrews tells us all the kind of like, it's kind of like he's all over the place when he tells us these different pictures of where, where Abram had to trust God. And I look all the way back to Genesis chapter 12 and I see the beginning and I start to see really what's been going on in his life is that his brothers passed away. He's so comfortable in his life and he's just kind of going... I am going to stay in this place of pain and I'm going, to let, I'm going to begin to idolize the routine of life. I'm just going to stay here in the midst of my pain. And you know, some of you have been staying, you have been in the place of pain for a long time. And the routine of life has become your idol. It's become your security. It's become what you... What you look to to just kind of get through your day but do you know that you have to step towards your destiny if you're going to step away you have to step towards your destiny and the only way that you're going to step towards your destiny is that you got to be willing to step away from your security in your life and there are going to be moments in your life listen to me that as painful as is that as what you're going through in your life that you want to stay in that place that God is, is going to call you out of that, that season, out of that pain, and you're going to have to be willing to step away from that security of your life. He has his family. He's got this painful situation that happens in his life. They can't have kids. All of that kind of stuff goes on in his life. And listen to what it says in, in verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, leave. I want everybody to say leave. Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. He doesn't just say leave. He says, I I want you to leave everything that you know. I want you to, what he's basically saying is I want you to leave everything that reminds you of the pain that you've been through in your life. This, This is so tough because listen to me. There are going to be moments that, that in your life where God is going to call you out of that, that season of your life where you're not going to understand why you're even walking through that season. I mean, don't, don't miss the, the point of, and, and what's really going on in this story is, is God is growing this faith in his life. God wants him to trust him. God wants him to be willing to say, God, I trust you in the midst of all of these things that happen. And listen to me, I, I've said this throughout the series. I don't believe that God causes bad things to happen in our life. I, I believe God allows things to happen in life. And again, I think God knows better than we do in, in life. 
But there has to be a level of trust in our life for us to continue to move. And what God speaks to Abraham and he says, listen, I want you to move out and I want you to leave this season of your life. You know what's so crazy to me is when you, you start to look at this and um, he doesn't know where he's going. And I, I think that had to be so stressful. And, and I know that, that for some of us, when the season that we find ourselves in right now, it, and it's so painful that you can't even imagine what else could be in your life. You can't even begin to imagine how it's going to work out and, and what the details of how you're going to get out of the, of the pain that you're in. Some of you don't even want to get out of the pain. It's so deep. And this is where Abraham is at. He doesn't have any of the details to his, his life. And it, it had to be stressful. To not know, you know, people ask him, where are you guys heading? And when they're, they're in this journey, and he's like, we're going somewhere. We don't know where we're going. And what you see is that he trusted God. And I, I think that this is, is an incredible lesson to us is that what we see is, as, as weakness in the life of Abraham, that the fact that he didn't know wh- how, where he was going and how it was going to work out, it really was a strength in the eyes of God, that God saw a man that trusted him, that he had faith in God, that he believed in God. Do you know what, what, what happens is, is that oftentimes is that we're looking for God to give us the plan and the strategy of what, how we're going to get out of it and what's going to happen. And I, I think for a lot of us, the answer in our life is not that we need clarity for our life, is that we need trust in our life. That it's not so often that, that it, what God needs to do in our life is to show us all the details, is that we just need to grow our trust. That we need to be able to trust God to say, God, I don't have clarity and I don't know what, how this is all going to happen and how you're going to heal my family and how you're going to heal me. But God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to begin to take those steps in my life. And I, I just want you to hear me today is that, that God's biggest whispers, God's biggest word in your heart over your life is yet to come. That there are moments if you will trust him and be willing to risk everything in your life and trust him and to say, God, this is so painful. God, I don't believe this is going to happen, but God, I trust you enough to move into this next season of my life. And again, I think for a lot of us, listen, there are going to be words that God's going to speak into our life that are going to be as crazy as Abraham and Sarah having a baby. And God calls him to move and, and to 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 not know all of these answers and not know all the strategy, not all the plans. And you know what that tells me is that what it's saying to me is that God trumps, God's calling trumps everything. Let me say that again. God's calling, it trumps all, not all the unanswered questions and all the, the God, I got to have the details and God, I, I, I got to have all the information. God's calling. Are you willing to trust him just at the calling? I know, listen, I believe most of us in this place, you've already, God's already beginning to speak into your life about the next season of your life. And you know the calling is there, but you just are looking for the information and the planning and the strategy. Could you trust God enough to say, all I need is the calling? All I need is for you to speak into my life about this next season, about what this, what's going to happen in my marriage, what's going to happen in my business, what, what's going to happen in my own personal life. 
God, you just, you, you speak to me. You know, some of you are here today and you battled an addiction in your life. And God's already speaking into your life about moving into that next season of your life. And you have no idea how it's going to happen. Can you trust him enough to say, God, you're speaking into my life. And I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. This is the darkest season of my life. But God, I trust you. God, there's, there's so many unanswered questions. And listen to me, I, I want to get to a place that I can be free from not knowing all the answers. I want the freedom of not knowing all the details in my life. You know, this, this has been so personal for me again. And I, I could tell, tell you again so many different stories of different things that I know for one for sure is that even as a pastor, as a leader of this church, that there have been lots of seasons in my life where, man, I've wished I've had a great plan and a great strategy. I've gone to conferences. I've gone to churches. Like, for instance, a couple weeks ago, I was in Birmingham, Alabama, and at a church. It's one of the largest churches in the nation. At Easter, they had 80,000 people. A lot of people would go to that and get excited. I wanted to quit. I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I look, and incredible leaders write incredible books and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, there have been so many seasons in my life as a pastor that I've looked and said, you know what, my strength has not been that I've ha- I have a 10-year plan for the church or I've got a strategy of where we're going for the next 20 years. And I, I wish I, I could tell you I was like that, but I'm not. And one of the things that God has been showing me as I've gotten older in my life and now in my 50s is that more importantly than me having the answers and a strategy and a plan is that I just am obedient to God's voice. That I'm just obedient to God's calling. That when God, as a leader, what I want more than anything than just coming up here and giving you a strategy and a plan for the next 10 years of this church is, I want more than anything else is just to say, God, you speak to me and I'll do it. God, you show me and I'll follow. I think one of the greatest examples of that in my own life has been when 13 years ago, God called me to start this church. And if you're new to the church and you don't know really a lot of the details, I was a youth pastor for 16 years and God started speaking to me about it. For two years, I fought it. I, I, the only other person on the planet that knew about the calling I was receiving in my heart was my wife. And I was telling God and my wife that God's got this wrong. Like I like teenagers. I want to be around teenagers. I don't want to be around adults. Adults are boring. It's just, I, I just, I loved, I'm telling, I, I knew I was called to work with teenagers because I, I love teenagers. And I didn't want to do it. And God put a call in my life that I couldn't get away from it. I'm telling you, I showed up in this town and I didn't know what I was doing. All I had was a call of God. My life was just as uncharted as I can look at the life of Abraham and all the things that have happened. And some of you have heard my testimony of the things that my wife and I have been through in our relationship, and our marriage. All of the craziness that has happened in our life and what, what it's required in my own life is that each season that I've walked through the pain, 
the uncharted seasons of my life, I've had the one thing that has carried me through the next season has been, I trust you, God. I don't know why this has happened. I don't know why you're calling me to move to this next season, but God, I'm ready to leave the past behind and I'm moving into the new season. And I'm telling you that this is, I I showed up, I didn't know what I was doing and every step of the way, God, I have not had a, a great plan. God has always come through because you know what? If you will be obedient to God's calling, God will take care of the rest. I mean, I think of a great, Great, great testimony is when for years we met in the Mansfield High School. And if you've ever been in the Mansfield High School, how many of y'all were with us when we were in the Mansfield High School? Raise your hand. These were people that, that like, it wasn't fun to be a part of the church because you had to set up. <laughs> like, you had to, you got to work out. You wore gym clothes to church because, like, you were working out like that. If you go in there, there's like a billion cafeteria tables that we had to fold every single one of those and set out these blue chairs. And my wife, one of her jobs was to put out all those chairs. And I remember her telling me every weekend we would come home and my wife would say, Stephen, you better get some land or a building or something because I'm not doing this forever. (laughs) I can tell, y'all don't tell her I said that because she's out of town this weekend, so I can just tell (laughs) y'all. I'm not doing this forever. And I'm like, God, she, she'd say this to me. She'd say, I hope you got a plan, and I hope you know what the, where we're going to go and what we're going to do. And I'm like, well, God told me to call it Creekwood, and we're supposed to be in this area. And I started looking around for land, and I'm starting to get, oh, God, you know, I'm trying to manipulate all kinds of stuff to try to get land. I start to talk to realtors, and most realtors would start laughing at me. Like, have you tried to buy land around here lately? Like, you've got to give your firstborn to get land. And I'm just telling you that, that the owners of this property, the pastor didn't even know me. And, and by the way, if you don't know this, all the details, I'm not covering all the details. You need to go to Discovering Creekwood to hear the real story and all the details that happened. But they called me out of the blue. They'd never met me. I don't even know how they got my telephone number. Yes, I do. I know it was God. All I stood on was, God, you called me. God, you called me, and it was your idea to start this church, and God provided. And you know what happens, though, is is where I've messed up so many times in my life is that God gives me a promise, God gives me a calling, and then I try to strategize and I try to plan it all out. And the problem is not the calling, it's the planning. It's the strategy. Some of you have the calling, the plan. God's spoken into your life, and he's, he's moving in your life, and your plan is, well, I'm going to medicate my way out of this. Your plan is, I'm going stre- to figure this out. I'm going to man- man- manipulate. I can't say manipulate. <laughs> Try to say that 10 times real quick. Um, I'm going to manipulate my way out of this. And it just requires trust. Can you trust God's calling enough that just his voice that said, you know what, I don't have to have all the answers, God, but I know that you are calling my family, me as an individual, that God, what you want for for us is that we move into the next season of our life. That God, we will trust you enough. We will trust you enough 
to move out of this season and move into the next season in God, knowing that you are going to take care of the details. God, you are going to bring healing in our life. You are going to supply and take care of whatever needs to take care of. Listen, I, I, I know it's easy for me to stand up here and talk about a lot of the seasons that we need to move out of, but I know that there are people here today that, man, you are in one of the darkest seasons of your life. And what the enemy would love to do is to take the season that you're walking through that is so unexplainable, and he would love to use that to define you for the rest of your life. And all I can tell you is, is listen to God's voice. Get with God. Get in. I, listen, I, I'm just telling you, this is why God's word is so important. Get by yourself and begin to say, God, would you speak to me? God, would you show me? God, just, I, I don't need all the details, but just show me the, like, are you wanting me to move out of this season or not? And I promise you, if you'll ask God, he will begin to show you and give you direction. And it, when, when it, the timing is of when you need to move out, when you need to move to that next season of your life. I'm telling you, most of the time, God just gives us the calling. He doesn't give us the details. He doesn't even give us the strategy. He just speaks a word. I want to ask you to bow your heads, and I, I want to pray with you today. And You know, there are so many things that I have faced in my life that I still don't know the answer. If I'm honest, there have been things that have happened that have rocked my faith that I didn't know if I could trust and I could have faith. And what has carried me through my life, through these uncharted seasons of my life, has been just saying, God, I don't understand this, but I trust you. And I think one day when we get to heaven, we're going to understand with clarity that God did know and that his ways are higher than our ways. Would you trust God today? And be willing to, to move into the next season of your life. Trust Him. Give this to God and say, God, I give it to you. And trust Him. Father, I just pray over every person here today, God. And I know there are people here that, God, they're walking through some of the most painful seasons of their life. God, things have happened that are unexplainable. And God, as you begin to speak into our life, and God, I know that you love us with this incredible love. 
that you care for us in an amazing way. Father, may we we be willing to reach out and take your hand and say, God, I'll trust you enough to continue to walk, to continue to move into that season of whatever it is that you're calling me to do. God, I pray for healing in people's lives today. God, I know that you're able to speak one word into their life, one promise. God, I pray that you would give us promises, God. One, just, God, the incredible word that you gave Abraham and Sarah, God, that they were going to have a baby, God. Would you give us those types of words in our heart, God, those promises of what tomorrow is going to look like, God. Father, I pray blessings over every person here, God. I pray that you would cover us, God, with your love and your strength. We thank you for this, God, in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.